Hey y'all, quick note. While My Hero Academia was created for kids, this podcast is not safe for work or children. All trigger warnings and spoilers for each episode can be found at our website, myheroanalysis.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all. This is My Hero Analysis, a podcast about My Hero Academia, a.k.a. Boku no Hero Academia. We are three grown adults who mind Japanese children's cartoons for serotonin because God knows our brains aren't making it naturally. Hey, y'all. I am Fern, and I've never been happier that this is a Katsuki-heavy episode. A, because we're letting Nicole take point on this one. (laughs) B, I've had a very difficult week, and I have never empathized with Katsuki more than I do in this particular moment. I would like to smack all the hosts. I would like to explode all the things, and then I would like to go to bed at 8 p.m. and never talk to anyone ever again. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, welcome to how I feel just all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just just mildly more cheerful. Um, mildly more cheerful. That That is a good sentence structure I just did. It's hi, all good. Hi, everyone. I'm Nicole. Um uh, I was going to talk about how the current manga is kicking my ass, but I feel like we haven't actually had a chapter in like years. So um, I'm just going to complain about how I am stuck in adulting land and doing work on my house and I don't like it. Why can't I just put like the flex seal patch on everything and go to bed? Mm-hmm. And also I have a headache because my baby sack is being a bitch. Um, but <laughs> I think I'm... I'm in the best mood out of all three of us, if that tells y'all anything. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yep. Hey, y'all. It's Maria, and I'm just here for vibes and time. Life is hard, and a telenovela, and I still haven't watched season six. We're we're here. Bro, bro, you got to get on that. It's so good. (laughs) Look, I barely have time. I barely had time for these notes. Okay. True. <laughs> that is that is true. Well, when you do have time to sit down and watch it, it's gonna be a treat. Yes, that a very emotional treat, but a treat nonetheless. I'm looking forward to it. I also have a bunch of other stuff to catch up on, like the new season of Bleach, which I'm super excited about. The new uh, Spy Family, and the list just keeps growing. And I'm yeah. trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spy Family. Things. Spy Family is also on my list, and also I had a dream about Spy Family that I'm sure was wildly inaccurate, but that just goes to show how many people have been telling me to watch Spy Family. Oh my god, what happened in your dream? I need to know. I I don't, I, I barely remember. Um, I don't think Lloyd the dude was even there. <laughs> uh, the lady was there, and I think we were trying to save the child. And I don't remember anything else. And I'm sure it was wildly inaccurate. So I I should have written it down so we could have done a comparison <laughs> when I do watch. I don't know. That sounds pretty accurate to me. Yeah, that is pretty accurate. <laughs> it's just that you were Lloyd. That's fine. Uh, but he's pretty. I don't want to be him. <laughs> he is That's very fair. pretty. They're all pretty. It's not so fair. pretty. Also, speaking of Bleach, I finally saw fan art. And now I want to watch it because holy shit. They're so characters are hot. hot. <laughs> Every single one of them is so fucking hot. I cannot. Oh my god. I yeah. should have realized I was bi. 
Yet again, yeah. another thing to add to my freaking list of reasons I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it for the plot, obviously. obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, so do we have any news? Uh, we don't have any news. News. Just that as of all of October 2022, the manga is pain and season six is pain. There is no more serotonin. There is just pain and then slight relief where you get a shot of dopamine so you keep watching for those little shots and it's not enough i have pain mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. give us the serotonin give it to us <laughs> right now my serotonin is popcorn because that's what mm. i'm gonna be eating during my snack yeah. <laughs> yeah in case listeners haven't already realized maria eats during every episode every right? episode <laughs> it's a different snack every time it's always it's like a little fun guessing game before we start recording don't don't you sir sir don't you dare buddy is plotting buddy you cannot jump on my lap right now oh he just wants to be near you no (laughs) buddy buddy no buddy has joined us buddy no (laughs) oh welcome buddy to the podcast Yeah, our our fourth our fourth co-host is Buddy the Cat. Buddy the Hungry Cat, who is mad I did not give him dinner before we started. How dare you, honestly? <laughs> he had he had lunch and none of the other pets had lunch. He needs to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, welcome, Buddy. This week we're covering episode 24 of season two. We are almost done with season two. What the fuck? Um, but the title for this episode is Katsuki Bakugo Origin, which in the manga is a combination of bits from chapters 61 through 66. We're still doing that. So I will lead us through a brief synopsis, then we'll do Maria's Science Corner, and then Nicole will jump in for discussion topics, manga differences, and Easter eggs. Although I'll sort of partially be handing over the synopsis to Nicole, um, just because there's a lot to talk about, especially when it comes to Katsuki. I had so many thoughts. <laughs> and they're all correct. Yeah. I, I was so. here for it. <laughs> I was here for it because that was less work for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. At first I was like, we got to cut some of this down. And then I was like, you know what? It's a special occasion. No, we don't. So <laughs> I'm just really happy, honestly, because I'm just going to be sitting back and listening mm-hmm. for the yep. most part. Hence yep. the popcorn. Yep. Yeah, so brace yourselves, everyone. Uh, So let's just go ahead and dive into the synopsis. Uh, We pick up where we left off last episode with Izuku and Katsuki about to face down All Might. And we get a glimpse of Katsuki's state of mind, uh, like his jealousy towards Izuku for all the progress he's made before the fight begins. And then we get the opening credits. And I feel like there's some other word for what Katsuki is feeling alongside his jealousy. It might be possessiveness. It might be resentfulness. It might be defensiveness. I don't know. I just feel like that jealousy mm-hmm. is very deep as opposed to sometimes when jealousy is very shallow. Anything that puts Izuku close to Katsuki negates his feelings of superiority and supremacy. And since that's like his whole fucking identity <laughs> and what protects him and basically all his deep vulnerabilities even this far back in their story like there are 
now over 300 more chapters of Katsuki nonsense. Like Mm -hmm. anything that puts Izuku close to him is going to hurt him and make him lash out with fury because he doesn't know how to feel his feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, and it's probably a little bit of all of that. Jealousy is obvious, but he definitely has a lot of other emotions going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fully agree. So the fight begins and Izuku wants to run because All Might is like way too strong to handle. Although I could definitely handle him, if you know what I mean. I uh, I would love to see you try. <laughs> <laughs> My note was I'll bring the popcorn, which is funny because that's what I'm eating right now. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, I'm not into being voyeured, so neither of you get an invitation to the show, but I will definitely let you know how it goes. That's no fun. Come on. I know. I'm such a fun spoiler. (laughs) Fun sucker. (laughs) Oh, God. But anyway, so Uh, Izuku probably has no idea what we're referencing with that. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but anyway, getting back to Izuku. So the reason he wants to run is um, it's a tactical decision on this part, on his part. He wants to make whatever decision is going to help them pass the exam because he has the actual goal in mind. <laughs> <laughs> but Katsuki wants to win by capturing All Might all by himself because of fucking course he does. Of course he does. I see no issue here. Um, in <laughs> In the dub, Izuku says something along the lines of communication is key here in his little tiny goober voice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, yes, Izuku, talk to your man, make him feel his feelings. But also, sir, you're babbling, you're mumbling, please. (laughs) We love a communicative king. But also, I love how Izuku is finally standing up to Katsuki in a very Izuku manner. Yes, Mm, absolutely. And like, I've seen both the sub and the dub at this point. Um, And I do want to note that in the sub, Izuku is matching Katsuki's like really angry and intense energy much better than in the dub. Like no offense to Justin, but I feel like the person who voices Izuku in Japanese is much better at capturing his feral energy, at least from the perspective of someone who doesn't speak Japanese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the dub is a lot more of Izuku, aka Justin, just wanting more of an emotional connection to break through Katsuki's anger than matching it on a tone level. <laughs> but like, come on, Justin, get it together. Raise the volume a little bit. You, yeah, you we know he him. can. Yeah, <laughs> we, we know, know he can be feral. <laughs> uh, but also, on the other hand, Izuku says, why is it so hard to talk to him? And it's because you're in love. You doofus mm-hmm. teenagers, please. You're hurting me. <laughs> It's it's too many hormones to think. Not enough brain power for that. No, mm-hmm. they really don't. Those poor children. <laughs> Big hormones. No room for thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on one second. I got to blow my nose. <laughs> we yeah. haven't had a goat in a while. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we just turned on the heat, and so all this dust is circulating, so I am very congested today. So mm-hmm. we might get a whole herd of goats this episode. We'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've been sniffling all day. Mm-hmm. How dare. Weather changes always happens. It, yeah, it, my it, allergies are crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's rude, honestly. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I already have a effed up immune system. I don't need this. <laughs> exactly. Refund from the universe. Thank you. 
But anyway, so Izuku and Katsuki are arguing, and then All Might decides to interrupt their argument with a Texas smash strong enough to knock over the kids and blow the mock city street apart with its shockwaves. So that's fun. Toshi, darling, Toshi, my darling husband, please. You're going to murder our children. Can you not, please? (laughs) Um, Honestly, they needed it to get back on the task at hand, so I'm all for it. Okay, fair point. I think anything less than an earthquake wasn't going to distract them from each other. True. (laughs) They were too focused on each other. Yep, yep. Oh my god. (laughs) Are you okay? I'm just picturing them arguing so much that they have to literally brew a hurricane just to get them to shut up and pay attention. Yep, absolutely. I feel like that happens at least once a week in the dorms. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Someone has to start a fire. It's fine. Yeah, and I feel like they pull out of a hat, like all the kids just pull out of a hat, see whose turn it is. Yeah, who has to destroy the dorm this week? Oh my god. So yeah, All Might interrupts their argument, and then I am not good at describing battle scenes, and I also have no interest in getting better. So Nicole (laughs) is going to take over this bit, Uh, but basically, at first, Katsuki and Izuku continue to argue um, while All Might is beating them both up. Yeah, yeah, they're good multitaskers with the sadism. Anyway... All right, so in the actual battle, Katsuki stuns All Might with a blinding flash grenade of his own making before diving in for a head-on attack because he's Katsuki. But All Might does recover the blindness from the blindness in time to just grab Katsuki's face and stop him cold just in the air. Oh, God. (laughs) He grabs him like a softball. He's like, no. (laughs) You lay nothing more than a couple of grapes. Mm-hmm, 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 yep. Uh, but Katsuki surprises him again by continuing his barrage uh, despite the human instinct to remove something from your face when it when it's, like, on your face and you don't want it there. And just, like, ow, sludge feeling trauma? My poor son, I am hugging you spiritually, please. Oh, honey. Toshi. I wondered if that was going to come up. It comes up all the time. Because Toshi is stupid. It's fine. <laughs> um, he's just the, a sadist. He, he, he doesn't even realize that he's a sadist. He's so stupid. He just hasn't been raised right. He'll learn eventually. <laughs> oh, I wonder what Toshi's parents were like. Anyway. His back- parents were fine, I'm sure. But Gran Torino sure did a number on him. True. Okay, we, are, we have had so many tangents already. <laughs> This is just where we're at today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's content. Anyway, so as the battle continues, Toshi's intimidation reminds Izuku of Stain, obviously, because (gasps) Stain and All Might are husbands. I didn't make the shipping connection. What is wrong with me? You are off your game. (laughs) I really was. (sighs) But other than Stain Might, um, I love that they're both so dumb and hero worshipy that th- that neither Izuku nor Katsuki like they never even saw how fucking terrifying Toshi slash All Might is like he's scary mm-hmm. but they just think he's cool yep so they don't see it because they're st- why is everyone in this episode so stupid <laughs> oh god it really is stupid soup 
<sighs> Good soup. All right. Um, <laughs> also, the fact that Bonk Donk's communication is so out of resonance that they just keep running into each other. It's just it's just chef's kiss perfection. Well done, Hori and or the writing team. Oh, my God. Yes. I love that so, so much. Um, so then the fight progresses. Katsuki still wants to win by fighting, specifically because that's his idea of heroism and he doesn't want to let go of it. And this prompts Izuku to flash back to their childhood together. And do not worry, we will talk about it in the discussion topics. We certainly will. (laughs) Also, Izuku being literally driven into the ground by like metal spikes, but he's only being concerned about Katsuki. Ow, my bonk donk's feeling. <laughs> hmm Classic Izuku. hmm So then the argument shifts to Katsuki's refusal to work together with Izuku, no matter what, even if he loses, which is the last thing he wants to do, but he hates Izuku that much because he is a stubborn, stubborn child. And this prompts All Might to call Katsuki the fuck out about how upset he is that Izuku has improved so quickly while Katsuki appears to be stagnating, or at least he appears that way from an outside perspective. Like, obviously, we as the audience know how much internal progress he's making, but the character himself doesn't realize this. Right, right. Um, Firstly, to All Might's point about calling him out, which Katsuki did need because he's a big dum-dum, Again, just take a shot every time I say someone's a big dum-dum in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To the point of him calling out the different progress points, Toshi, again, you're a big (laughs) dum-dummy. Where is your emotional intelligence? Because Aizawa clocked this at hour one. Come on, man. Yeah, well, I think he noticed it. He just hadn't verbalized it yet. Because he's a big dum-dummy. He's Mm. a teacher. He needs to know how to verbalize things. (laughs) He's also never really worked with people either. So. <laughs> Certainly not feral little gremlins. True. That's very true. He's not historically a collaborator because right. he doesn't need to be. Mm. Oh, uh, not, see, you're having Kazuki feelings. I'm having Toshi feelings. You're welcome. I'm you're glad welcome. To share I'm just sprinkling here truths. Yes. While yeah. eating popcorn. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Truth, truth kernels. Secondly, a bit more seriously, In the dub, Katsuki says, if I'm so weak that I have to be helped by a weakling, I'd rather lose. And this goes back to my point near the start of the episode. Basically, Katsuki's whole self is tied into being the best, being invulnerable, being better than the best so he can surpass even his idol. And if that is corrupted in any way, then none of it is worth it. None of his work has been worth anything. Nothing of his being is worth anything. But because he's a teenager and one who doesn't confront his emotions, learn to vocalize them or even feel them, he can't say any of this nor even realize why he is feeling this. Which brings me to the ongoing thesis of this podcast. Go to therapy, literally everyone. That really is like our main thesis statement. Literally. Yeah. Also, for the love of God, please stop me when I ramble too much. No. My Izuku kinning and Bakugo standing are far too obvious in these analytical paragraphs. Please stop me. No, 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 no we're not. I'm, I'm not going to stop you. I knew what was going to go getting into as soon as I started writing the night. 
these notes. Go off, BB. Mm-hmm. This okay. is the Baku Deku episode. Well, I, for now, we're gonna have for like now. Yeah. For this now. is part one, part two. I don't even know how many parts we're at. Oh my god! Point. This is the Baku Deku episode until redacted chapter in the redacted redacted arc. Yeah, which just sets off like the rest of the Baku Deku arc forevermore. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait! I can't. Wait. Oh, I can't wait till it's animated. Okay, oh, we can't man. get into it because I will spoil it. <laughs> You know, we're trying to be a little better about that. We've been pretty we are. bad about that in the past, but yeah. we are trying, <laughs> listeners. It doesn't look like we are, but we are. <laughs> we really, really are. <laughs> but anyway, back to the timeline. So All Might goes to finish Katsuki off, but Izuku grabs him and tries to run away. And this sparks a continuation of their argument. <laughs> but eventually, the boys come to a very shaky truce and agree to fight together. Uh, to be clear, Izuku doesn't grab him. He punches him in the face for being such a big dumb dummy. And then he <laughs> he carries him off into the sunset like a begrudging bodyguard. And Katsuki is his dumb dumb damsel princess. I cannot. Oh my two. god. Title of the episode, Dumb Dumb Dance Damsel Princess. That's, <laughs> that's Love <too> it. good. <laughs> um, but First of all, I bet that punch was so satisfying to Izuku. Yes. Yes. Like, got out all the frustrations he said mm-hmm. he had. But also, no, all I can think of is Katsuki dressed like Meg from Hercules saying the damsel in distress line. Oh, yes. my God. Someone show him that movie. He yes. would love Meg. <laughs> yep. That is that is the mother he never had or the sister <laughs> or whatever female figure he wants to imprint on. And I also like it because Hercules would be Izuku. And oh, he, for sure. Oh, yeah. He buffs out after just like a little bit of a training montage. It's literally perfect. It's canon. Mm-hmm. Horikoshi. Every Give time Hercules this. does something stupid, Kasuki just turns and glares at Izuku. Yep. Yep. This is their first date. This is their first date. Yep. 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 Okay. Okay. Also, one for all actually activates when Katsuki reveals his inner weakness and Izuku goes into full-on accelerated therapy mode, just like he did with Shoto, literally shaking him out of his own nonsense, but with more visible emotional resonance. You could say it was punchy. No. <laughs> no. How dare you? (laughs) Um, You're welcome. Well, I, for one, thought it was interesting that they end up back in an alleyway for this part. And this time, Katsuki is forced to accept Izuku's help instead of, like, flat out rejecting it like he did after the Sludge Guy incident. How dare you point out more painful parallels and more painful foreshadowing? I am mad. This whole episode is just going to be like a pain circle jerk for us. Oh, God. I can't. can't. I'm thinking to the angst adventure and how it ends and how and what the location is compared to an alleyway. And it's how dare you? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're welcome. I don't want it. Yeah, I'm not. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So... I be- if I'm remembering right, this next line in the dub is from when Katsuki was a little tiny baby. And he says, in the end, they come out on top no matter what, meaning like the great heroes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now Katsuki realizes that teamwork is that no matter what, rather than a weakness. 
at least in this moment. Eventually, <laughs> he will eventually realize that teamwork is actually strength mm-hmm. rather than something to grudgingly put up with because themes and the entire motif of the show. <laughs> okay, and now back to not serious at all. Um, also, Katsuki punching the wall right next to Izuku's head. That is pure shuju. Now kiss, you stupid children. Please. <laughs> just get it out of your system. It's like a really, really angry Kabedon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, when Katsuki actually responds to Izuku's analysis with his own idea, perfection, foreshadowing, development. I can't stand how good it is from a storytelling point of view. Horikoshi, go to the corner. I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. And then when Izuku says... Don't you dare say you'd rather lose. Let's win this. That is what really got to him right in his feelings. I just, I have so many bonk donks feelings. I don't know where to put them. I'm just going to keep, I'm just just going to keep mumbling and rambling like Izuku because I am Izuku and I uh, I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. You even share his sign. I know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're both July cancers. I don't like it. I don't like being read for filth via Japanese superhero property. Slash astrology. Uh, the pain. Oh, uh-huh. coming at you from all angles. All angles. So finally, Izuku and Katsuki get their shit straight for the moment. <laughs> and they uh-huh. rush at ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the corner. Uh- no, I'm already in the corner. It's fine. <laughs> So Katsuki and Izuku rush at All Might, but it only partially works. Yes. So I'm going to break it down for what it actually is. So following Katsuki realizing that his earlier less than full power blasts didn't affect All Might, which he claims was purposeful. Sir, not everything you do is purposeful. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, He then strategizes that they have to go full out against him, even if they want to run because they have to slow him down. So he works with Izuku to divide All Might's attention and launch a full-on assault with Katsuki's gauntlets to give them the space to actually run to the gate. So Izuku unleashes the full power of Katsuki's left gauntlet. I don't know if there's significance in the left versus the right, but there probably is, but it's also probably spoilery. So just write that down for later, listeners. We'll, mm. we'll, we'll come back to it at some point, I'm sure. And this blast actually does hit All Might. Like, it lands a really good impact. And why did my doc just jump? Okay. They even show the recoil of the blast as an injury to Izuku's shoulder. And this is something that is very real with any sort of gun-type mm-hmm. weapon. That recoil is really powerful. And then Katsuki reminds Izuku to run. And they do run. And Katsuki is just fully in his feelings because he's a sweet little dum-dum. He just he just doesn't know where to put all of his feelings, even when they're winning. Yeah, I really liked that bit where Izuku is like, holy shit, you've been dealing with this recoil the whole time? Mm-hmm. What kind of fucking monster are you? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I need to go do more push-ups, probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then All Might is like, hey, good job on the teamwork. But now it's time to kick your ass. And he proceeds to do just that. And the boys get beat up real bad. Um, But eventually Izuku is able to grab Katsuki and they get through the escape gate and they win, sort of, because they did get beat up a lot. 
and kind of humiliated, but they learned some valuable lessons. <laughs> I just, I repeat from last episode, what the fuck, Shonen? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then th- this is the part where I had many, many thoughts. Why did y'all let me have this many thoughts? Okay. I mean, I did mention cutting it down, but then it was like, no. But then you did it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you to shut me up and then you didn't. So this is your fault. Nope. It's all valuable. We're doing this. All right. Let's go. The problem is they lose all sense when it comes to each other. It- and that is one of All Might's lines as he's just observing the two dum-dums that he's in charge of but like see if all might actually had working gaydar mm. none of this would even be surprising to him in the moment but as we established in some far off past episode his gaydar is broken despite oh, his yeah. own gayness oh it's non-existent he has never once been able to clock like when someone's interested in him or mm-hmm. when people are interested in each other yeah. he just flies over his sweet little head his his sweet little bunny ears oh he's so dumb um but he does pick up on the fact that their complicated feelings are actually stopping proper communication and i mean when you flagrantly show off your personal issues that make your own lives hard as well as other people's lives hard a tough love lesson is necessary though maybe it didn't have to be quite so violent. Um, yeah. Definitely we'll doesn't to apply it. to real life. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> I got so worked up, this, the ghost just jumped out. We will get to the violence. Don't y'all worry. <laughs> and of course, I had to put where Izuku insulted Nezu's hideous gate. Oh my God. It was a great burn. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And another funny point, not All Might appearing out of literally nowhere for the drama (laughs) when they were running and he just pops up right in between them. It's one Mm -hmm. of my favorite moments. I crack up every time. He's just, I am here being dramatic because I can and I'm a big dumb dummy. (laughs) (sighs) But also, hey, they were like talking to each other for like the first time ever. There are there are uh, parallels, I'm sure, in the plot. Mm-hmm. 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 he's got to be the unintentional cock block mm, sure that too <laughs> <laughs> all right now back to the actual fight so all might actually destroys katsuki's gauntlets because he knew that they were what was going to set them ahead and then he punches katsuki just into a building just yeets him into infinity mm-hmm. and <laughs> And then he grabs Izuku and proceeds to beat Katsuki, a bitch, with this other bitch, Izuku. And he just beats him with his rival. <laughs> it's hilarious. Also, Katsuki got mad that All Might stole his die line. I can't with these dumb dummies. Just, they're so dumb. The nonsense is absolutely out of control absolutely and i mean we have to focus on the nonsense because the violence is not what we're here for (laughs) also on a more personal note tag yourself because i am interested in being held up off the ground like i weigh nothing i am very interested in that um so are either of y'all in held up in the air camp or stomped into the ground type of folk like ooh, good question it depends on the day okay yeah, like right now, today, I would like to be stomped into the ground forever. 
Um, <laughs> that's not my usual state, though. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Ooh, we should do a Twitter poll. Okay. So that our listeners can also chime in. I want to know about y'all, too. <laughs> yes. Tell us your tmi facts about yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we won't dive into it we just want the data <laughs> yep basically that's all all right so then all might continues and he says cooperation wasn't an option it was a prerequisite boom and it's like way to let the point hit you in the face before going over your head all might come on mm-hmm. get it together and also, not Toshi actually strategizing and being smart in this battle, even though he's still a big dumb dumb dumb. Mm-hmm. Sir, how dare you contain multitudes? How am I supposed to react to this? He can do both. I don't. It's too complicated and interesting. I don't want to think about it. I'm tired. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So then after this, Katsuki gets pissed that Toshi figured out their plan. AKA that he was not smart enough to win on the first try. I feel that deep in my soul. Um, and he's he gets so pissed that he actually kind of levels up in that moment. And he unleashes a powerful enough attack out of nowhere to get All Might off of his back, literally. Because at this point, All Might is stomping him into the ground because he's, he's naughty and a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with these. I can't with these three dum-dums. I can't with us either. Damn. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I feel like I am doing well this episode, even though y'all won't just make me shut up. Okay. No, you're doing great. Keep going. <laughs> and then uh, Katsuki grabs Izuku, basically focused on getting Izuku out of the gate um, at his own expense, by the way. Yeah, I noticed that. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, he's like, he's getting him to safety at the expense of his own safety and like, <clears throat> should you romance? Very, mm-hmm. very big bodyguard trope, sir. <sighs> so he launches Izuku toward the gate, literally, literally launches him. <laughs> he hurts his arm in the process of this, aka reflecting Izuku's own arm injury because they are the same person. They are in love. Horikoshi, you made this so obvious. How are the straights even of any sort of opinion other than this? I have absolutely no idea, but eh, we'll just we'll just let him be. Fine. We do get some levity in All Might being sassy and Izuku being panicked when Katsuki yells die as a form of kiai, aka a short yell that funnels power into an attack in martial arts, something we talked about in a very early bonus episode. Oh my and- god, yeah, that was like episode two, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, aka he's literally been doing this all the fucking time because he is smart and he knows kiai is a good use of just power and yes i did only now just realize it because i am also a big dumb dummy you're not a big dumb dummy you're a big smart smarty no (laughs) i am not maria are you enjoying your popcorn (laughs) i'm just listening yep (laughs) i was enjoying my popcorn good good all right so Back to the fight. So All Might reverses his trajectory mid-air from Katsuki's blast with his own smash against the air. Um, he breaks Izuku's fucking spine multiple times in the real world, but not I was going to say, Jordan. I think technically in the show, he only <laughs> nearly breaks his spine, it's which is fine. better, right? 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 He's fine. <laughs> he's, he's fine. Um, so after he does that, after he just breaks Izuku casually um he faces katsuki 
who reveals to both All Might, Izuku, and the audience that he had created his gauntlets as a way of minimizing the risk to himself when using big moves because he is that smart. And also, ow, my current manga feelings. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. How dare you plant this so fucking early? Literally 300 chapters ago. Sorry, go to the corner within the corner. Go, go to the corner squared. Go, go to the corner, turn off the lights. Naughty, bad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> whap him with newspaper. Whap, whap, whap. Right on yeah. the snoop. Mm-hmm. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Listen, it may not surprise you, but it hurts my angina. So, <clears throat> <sighs> all right. So, despite Katsuki's pain, uh, he yells at Izuku to run because, again, bodyguard trope inverted, reversed, beautiful. Um, so Katsuki continues to attack All Might and defend Izuku. Uh, but then All Might grabs Katsuki by the face and slams him down into the ground. Like, again, sir, please stop triggering your son, sir. Um, but Katsuki keeps fighting because <laughs> he's Katsuki. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically at the end of this, Izuku sees that Katsuki is trapped, goes God mode, punches All Might in the face and saves Katsuki and gets them both free and they both pass. Yay! Yay! Good job, kids. Eventually. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh man. So then we cut to Recovery Girl's office and she's busy lecturing All Might for going too hard on the kids. For going too hard on the kids. God, I can't speak. (laughs) All Might is fully not even listening because he's just sitting there like being super proud of his children and like sir i love your love for your problem children but also can we please keep a tiny bit of perspective a tiny bit (laughs) no impossible he's a big dumb dummy Mm -hmm. my first thought in this scene was izuku put your ass down you are you're not helping the internet bonfires that's (laughs) all i'm gonna say on that (laughs) it's probably for his spine or something i uh, sir (sighs) Anyway, so in that moment, Izuku's narration then literally summarizes the character journeys of the season because he's a fucking nerd. And again, this is a shonen, aka a show for children. Mm-hmm. It's also the penultimate episode of the season. So it had yes. to happen at some point. I guess so. <laughs> so then we cut to the League of Villains out of nowhere. And Kurogiri is trying to get more information out of Shiggy about his obsession with Izuku, but then they're interrupted by Giron. Am I pronouncing that correctly? No clue at all. I genuinely don't remember because he's only there for like three episodes. And it's anyway, never, it's never like said in an, in an, like in a way that makes it clear which way it is. Cause everything is always going so fast. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's Giron or Giron. I, I am sorry, Japanese people. <laughs> Maria, want to weigh in? No, she's eating her popcorn. No, she I'm, has no <laughs> I'm not eating popcorn anymore. Um, no, it's uh, I think Giron is the proper way. Okay. okay, about as close as we can get it, anyway. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Giron shows up. Giron is like their connection to the outside world. He knows people. He can get things. That's his job. So he walks into their little bar slash hideout, and he introduces Dobby and Toga. Finally. And Dobby is all, oh, I'm way too cool for this. But Toga is like super duper excited to join. 
I always forget that Toga joined the league because she actually liked Stain first, not mm-hmm. the league. And like, goddamn, we have come such a long way. I know. Good God. <sighs> also in the end credits, aka the fantasy credits, um, Izuku actually convinces Katsuki to join the fight when the threat is bigger than both of them. Themes. Themes. I don't like how genius they are. Also, not Shiggy seeking out a literal child's advice in the preview. We'll get to it, and we have thoughts. Oh boy, do we. So that's the end of the episode, and now we're going to hand it off to Maria for her science corner. Hello, and I am back. I have finished my popcorn. <laughs> I'm a little sad about. Um, so I only had one out, and it was on Kotsky's power slash exhaustion. Um, so we see that he uses the gauntlets to help with his powers. I don't know if we've gone over this uh, before, but that where he sto- where he stores the nice nitroglycerin that he produces. Um, but in the fight, we see that he ends up using his arms and the naturally produced nitroglycerin that he hasn't stocked up on. Um, so this in turn leads me to believe that he is creating more sweat as he is exploding because the heat gives off... Uh, given off so there is no protection provided that the gauntlets would normally provide so it just becomes a vicious cycle of pain tm and honestly it just kind of coincides with kotsky's internal struggles do with that information what you will Mm. yeah that makes sense the pain the pain in my heart how dare yep no i think you clocked that one maria (laughs) yep I felt like that one was targeted straight for Nicole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was. All right. So now we're going to start with the discussion topics. And yes, I'm still talking because I still have thoughts to sh- share with y'all for some reason. Oh, this but- is going to be a two hour long episode. It'll be fine. It's fine. So horror we're going to start with Horikoshi's commentary on shonen typical comedic violence. Yeah, I felt like for Nicole's sake, we were going to have to discuss this right away because I think it's most triggering for you. Uh, well, I honestly was able to ignore it this time. Like now that that trope has been pointed out to me by you, <laughs> All Might's big dumb dummy nonsense is a lot easier to ignore now. Like now that I know it's a nonsense trope, I can like remove it from my viewing experience. Yeah, now we can just make fun of it. Yeah, because they're all big dumb dummies, damn it. Yep, yep, yeah. So Horikoshi has this fucking infuriating habit of indulging shonen typical tropes like beating the crap out of your main characters, making very young characters handle problems way above their pay grade, having characters hit each other out of nowhere just to emphasize their emotions, etc. Like these things that usually aren't meant to be taken literally, which is fine. But then he's also trying to investigate those tropes and make commentary about the burden of violence that various cultures around the world often put upon children's shoulders when it shouldn't be their responsibility at all. And the issue is he does both of these things at the same time within the very same scenes. And the end result is that I have zero clue how Horikoshi is intending for this scene to be interpreted. Like, because clearly All Might's violence towards the boys is intended to be comedic and ridiculous, or at least metaphorical for their inner struggles, or at least I think it's clear, but other people may have a different interpretation. But then there's Recovery Girl's commentary, which 
like it complicates the messaging. And so like, I was kind of wondering if he was trying to cater to both kids and their parents, like giving kids the, you can overcome your difficulties message that they want to hear and the gratuitous violence that they want to see while also being like, yes, parents, I know this is wrong in real life. Calm down. No, I'm not telling your kids that it's okay for their teachers to break their spines. But also it's fine because it's all my, he can do what he wants. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I did have an actual point other than the big dumb dummy. Um, I think that it's because when creators have such a good grasp of their crafts conventions, they can blend them and twist them so well. It does actually blend seamlessly back into their first or traditional iterations. Essentially, he's playing to the genre's tropes for young and or casual viewers while laying bare all the issues underneath them for viewers who take a more analytical viewing experience. Essentially, both both is good. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then I did have a question for Maria, because like American parents tend to be like very protective of their kids and anti-cartoon. And I know that like Japanese families can swing conservative in very wild and unpredictable ways. So I wasn't sure if that was something that also um, affected Japanese parents, like if that was a concern that they had. Uh, honestly, this is a swing. Um, anime culture is very ingrained in japan so it's kind of hard to get away from all of that they are conservative in some way but some ways but also not conservative in others Mm. and i could do an entire podcast uh especially because well like an episode because hentai is like the biggest factor in that Mm. (laughs) interesting and like um it does like jump over to shonen and sojo right yeah because yeah. um like tentacle porn was invented because of like um oh god what's the word it's, when you don't let something re- be shown it's a response to the censorship prevent censorship yes yeah. yep. yeah it's a whole it's a whole thing in japan where there is very heavy censorship on genitalia so because tentacles are apparently penile shaped or formed they they became what was used to get around the censorship and then it became its its own whole other little genre genre yep but you also see like the censorship when it comes to like vomiting if you Mm -hmm. see like all the sparkles and stuff oh yeah so it kind of like there's certain things that are like frowned upon but other things that are not so it's like very niche okay so it's not it's not the same kind of mentality that american parents would have yes got you oh japan (laughs) oh modern culture oh parents and being dumb because they're parents and panicking over stupid things anyway (laughs) um we're going to move along to our next discussion point and that is the question of whether young izuku was stalking young katsuki (laughs) Yeah, I see this accusation come up um, every once in a while online. And I think it's mostly referencing Kasuki's like, you stalker line Ah! from like a much later episode, I think from like season four. Mm -hmm. But like, if you look at clips of your childhood, I'm not convinced that that theory holds up. Um, I do think everyone finds Izuku's analysis a little creepy sometimes, but I don't think that line that people are are always referencing was intended to be a critique of Izuku's overall behavior. And personally, in that scene specifically, 
I think Katsuki was just flustered by Izuku's praise, but that is a conversation for another time. <laughs> uh, no, that is a conversation for right now. How dare the damn nerd make my stomach flip flop? I blast him away because fuck vulnerability. I'm strong and nothing can stop me. Teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> also, just just calling someone a stalker when they know things is a normal thing that people do. Like not to minimize stalking or this trend in in like in general, mm-hmm. but like it is all but slang in the in that particular u- usage. You silly little youths are latching onto the wrong things, but it's fine. You have feelings; they're valid. <laughs> yeah. Based on these flashbacks, my theory is it's more likely that Katsuki was perfectly happy to keep Izuku around because he was a convenient punching bag Um, because a lot of children and honestly, a lot of adults tend to form like social groups whose main bond is ganging up on one specific person in that group. Like mutual dislike for another person can be a weirdly strong bond, although definitely not a healthy one. Like, at all. Yeah, yeah. The ganging up thing is real, like, within childhood groups. But also, some people outside of your friend group deserve that mutual dislike. Oh, yeah, that's a completely different dynamic. That's something else entirely. That's not one person existing specifically to be shit on. Within the friend group. That's shitty on several different levels. Yep. But also... People do deserve mutual dislike outside of the social group. Hence, why I have a list of enemies that my friends are also enemies of. It's a requirement for the job of friend. Oh, yeah. But, like, we never interact with those people. And it never affects them, ever. It's just a running (laughs) gag we have. Like, (laughs) it's a big difference. (laughs) We don't go looking for these people to do them harm. True. That would be fucked up. Right? (laughs) Oh, Katsuki. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of Katsuki and their shared past, uh, I decided to go far too deep into Katsuki's backstory. Nope. It's perfect. All right. So we get a lot of Katsuki and Izuku's backstory in this episode, as well as the the in-the-moment revelations and connections that are being made through Izuku's eyes about how Katsuki wants to win and how that's been his goal from the beginning. While Izuku is very open about his own emotions, even if they do sometimes get away from him, mm-hmm. Katsuki doesn't know what to do with his own emotions, likely because his fuck-ass mom and do-nothing dad didn't teach him to do these things, while the other authority figures in his life were so impressed with his academics and his quirk that they they just felt that they did not need to teach him basic life skills. Mm-hmm. And, and just starting from when Izuku was the punching bag after they were like literally friends when they were even younger, Katsuki learned that it felt better to be invincible because he didn't then have to pay attention to his more complicated feelings. But here, in this episode, we see deeper into Katsuki, especially through Izuku's eyes, basically about how he's shaped his entire self around his hero worship and becoming something to match, something that is invincible and unstoppable. And that pursuit of being the best is now laid out plainly for the audience as well. Katsuki wants to be the best, and to do that, he has to win in the most effective and inequivocal way 
possible. And with all his anger and tamped down emotions, any other options, especially one that has been recommended to him by the guy who knows him best, aka the one who is most skilled, whether consciously or unconsciously, to make him feel vulnerability is a complete non-starter. Oh yeah, that's a big old nope. Yep. No, he's not even going there because feelings are painful and I feel you, Katsuki. I really Mm -hmm. do. Also, on a not quite as deep note, I feel like this episode in particular where he hits Izuku out of nowhere and is just particularly vicious when Izuku wants to help, all of this made me not ship bonk donks on my first watch because I usually do not vibe with the reformed bully former victim trope. But this particular romance, because it is a romance, not a shonen, but I digress, <laughs> is so complex and explored so well and so and in such a nuanced way that I did indeed fall for the bonk donks. Oh, yeah. I feel like no trope is automatically off the table. It's just a matter of how it's done. And right. I think this is an example especially later on, of a typical trope that is fully explored to the best of Horikoshi's ability. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Exactly. So then as the fight and the um, introspection continues, Izuku tells Katsuki, you're you because you keep fighting. So in this line, Izuku knows Katsuki even when Katsuki doesn't know himself. And he he basically is recognizing the flip side of his own soul. Like he recognizes that Katsuki is the other side of the coin to himself. And he knows Katsuki is struggling and that if they lose this fight, Katsuki will lose himself. So again, Izuku is literally saving the person he is actively fighting because yeah, he also punched him in the face right around Mm -hmm. the time he said this line. Oh yeah. And like on first watch, it is pretty brutal to watch and it's supposed to be. Because yeah. the impact of their conversation is very brutal internally. Right. And we don't see those, all the ripples it causes until literally 300 chapters later. Like mm-hmm. there is so much in this first watch or so much in this scene that on the first watch, it is impossible to pick up on everything. And while like having to do rewatches is not everyone's cup of tea i think the fact that horikoshi made it so complex is just the just it's just amazing (laughs) yeah i think this is one of those shows that really benefits from a rewatch yep yep or two (laughs) or seven but we're not gonna get into that right now yeah that's just us weirdos yep all right and then my last point was katsuki fixing izuku's analysis and like offering his own analysis within izuku's muttering and just sucking it up to fight to win together it is perfection it is complex character development in the traumatic moment and it foreshadows their relationship down the line basically bringing together the backstory into the current story it's just beautiful i had a lot of thoughts Mm -hmm. you did (sighs) so good congratulations thank you okay i'm going to stop talking now as we move on to another uncomfortable topic (laughs) now it's my turn to vent (laughs) (laughs) early developers versus late developers yep and this is a very important topic to me because it affected a lot of my friends and i'm not happy about it Mm -hmm. so this whole debate 
was and still is a huge problem with advanced placement programs in unit like schools within the United States, like especially with how they can determine your entire future. Ah, yes. The gifted kid paradox. I'm still recovering and I'm 30. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep. And then add a splash of imposter syndrome and then boom. Mm -hmm. Yep. And yes, I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing great. Thank you for being our stalwart support in these trying times. (laughs) I try. I try. Yeah. So basically, the whole entire issue with this setup is that just because a child shows early or late development in childhood doesn't mean that that trend will continue. Like most people start at different points, but then end up at the same point later on. Like most people even out over time. And most adults end up more or less matching their peers by the end of their schooling, no matter how they started out. Also, the U.S. is obsessed with this concept of genius, and genius is incredibly common. It's just highly specialized. Like, most people are exceptional in at least one area of their life, but this ridiculous pressure to be exceptional in all areas is not only unrealistic, but essentially impossible. Like, there are some people who make it look like that's what they're doing, but then you peel back the layers and you're like, oh, you're not well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Also, any kid that shows savant-level intellect or acumen or whatever you want to call it, almost always, they just, it evens out as they grow up. Like, they don't stay savant for the rest of their lives. Some mm-hmm. do. Some some people are literally savant geniuses and they're magical, but most do not. And likely what is going to happen to these savants, so-called, is that they're they're going to burn out because of all the expectations that have been placed on them to work harder, better, faster than every, everyone around them. Again, I am literally still dealing with this. This is why I feel Katsuki on a soul level. Just just check my recent journal entries. Just kidding. Don't ever read that. Don't look at that. That's not for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But then like what makes it worse? Like not only is this just wildly incorrect, but then like the worst part is that at least in the US, like children's social worth is almost entirely determined by how quickly they develop in early childhood. So like late developers never build up confidence to begin with. And then early developers end up losing confidence once they start evening out. And they often face personal crises or even full-blown mental breakdowns whenever they plateau. Like even if that plateau isn't permanent, and it often isn't, like the damage to their confidence often is, unless they find a way to build themselves back up again. And that's really difficult because oddly enough, it seems easier for people to build confidence from scratch than to rebuild it. So what was a social advantage in early childhood turns into a social disadvantage in adulthood. Yep, yep, yep. Authority figures literally pressure children to grow and develop and be better than kids because that's a concept that makes sense. So they never get to just be a kid and they spend the bulk of their early adulthood wrestling with shame, exhaustion, anger, burnout, and trauma healing, or they bury it all for later adulthood, or it comes out as abuse and pressure on the next generation or something else, but it's never good. Please go to therapy. Katsuki, early developer, Izuku, late developer, you both get spirit hugs. I'm Mm -hmm. upset. Nobody wins in this scenario. Absolutely no one. Yep, I agreed. I didn't put anything because, yeah, 
<laughs> because <laughs> yes, obviously, Fern makes perfect points. Oh, uh, we got way too carried away with our emotions. It's fine. It, where else are we going to put our emotions than into the void of the internet? I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So our next discussion point is All Might's insistence on Izuku and Katsuki learning to work together. Yeah, I thought this was interesting considering like how much pressure All Might felt to solve literally all the world's problems all on his own and like the hero society he grew up in like really supported that and basically shoved it down his throat at all times so the fact that he can even conceive of something beyond that is incredible and I think at this point he still hasn't fully realized how deeply that pressure runs and how badly it messed him up um but I feel like this episode is the beginning of that personal journey for him like he's still not the best at curbing Izuku or Katsuki's self-sacrificial impulses because he doesn't see how much of an issue that's caused in his own life but at this point it seems like he at least wants Izuku to have like the social support that he never had and Honestly, that's always a good place to start because, as we like to say, when in doubt, reach out. Other people exist for a reason. Mm -hmm. I think he also realizes that their issues are holding both of them back from being what they could be. He is so horrified by Katsuki's admission that he's going to break himself to win that I bet it stuns him into looking deeper within himself. Mm, Yeah, that's a good point. So with that, we are next going to discuss All Might Hate. Oh my gosh. And I completely forgot to update my notes on this section. So I'm going to be winging it. Woo-hoo. That'll be fun. Um, so yeah, this episode I feel like is um, a big catalyst for that conversation about like how All Might's character should be interpreted, how people feel about him. Um, so obviously I just want to say straight out the gate. You can interpret a story and a character however you want. You can project whatever you want onto characters and you can have whatever opinions you want. Like if you don't like All Might, then, you know, obviously we disagree. We're fucking obsessed with him. But, you know, we respect it. Just (laughs) don't listen to this podcast because it might be annoying for you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think the issue that I have isn't necessarily people's individual opinions, but like people who insist that their interpretation is the only correct one, like no matter which side of the argument they fall on, that's no, we're not, we're not doing that y'all. That's, that's tired. That's old. Like, yes, All Might's actions and character arc are meant to be metaphorical, but you can choose to interpret them literally if that's fun for you. Like, Neither metaphorical nor literal analysis are automatically more correct than each other. And especially literal interpretations are not automatically superior to metaphorical interpretations. I've seen a lot of that going around and it concerns me. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, insisting on making everything literal with no compromise. I, that's... That's not storytelling. (laughs) Like storytelling exists to be metaphorical to some extent. Um, And like, you know, this weird focus on literality is kind of fascist. Um, That is a whole other conversation. I might end up linking some links for y'all so you can go look that up because that's kind of a hard topic to research. But Mm -hmm. yeah, check that. There's a reason that that attitude is gaining popularity. It's not good yeah the world Um, world is not fun yeah 
it's it's also just a really easy trap to fall into so i mm-hmm. get it but like yeah. yeah no definitely not it's not good um also i don't think people know what death of the author means <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna define that for y'all real quick death of the author means that you understand the author's intent point of view and agenda when they're creating their story but that you have chosen to disregard that to pursue your own agenda Mm -hmm. um or to pursue your own entertainment death of the author does not mean that you get to not examine the author's intent at all in fact that's a really really dangerous thing to get into the habit of because it leaves you open to manipulation and propaganda like no matter what you're reading always consider the intent of the person who wrote it that's Mm -hmm. really really important yeah, and also the entity that published it, because mm-hmm. there might be added messages in there. Oh, yeah. The publishing team, like with the manga, you have the artists. There mm-hmm. are there's so many people involved in any piece of media that you come across. And you just have to keep in mind always that no matter what, everyone is biased and everyone has an agenda. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's just something to be aware of. That way you don't end up getting tricked into believing something stupid or dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also this one might hurt some feelings because it definitely <laughs> hurt mine when yeah. I finally realized it. Oh, you <laughs> <laughs> This was not a fun time, but, uh, unfortunately being triggered by a story's content is also not a good enough reason to claim that your interpretation is quote unquote correct. Like, first of all, if something is triggering you that badly, like, you need to stop interacting with it um, because, you know, you need to take care of yourself and your safety and just constantly interacting with things that you know are going to trigger you as a form of Mm -hmm. self-harm. But also, the triggering thing itself doesn't necessarily need to disappear or be changed to suit your preferences um, because people are allowed to tell the stories that matter to them and they're allowed to talk about their own struggles in the way that makes the most sense to them. Mm-hmm. And to like bring it back around to MHA for just a second, if your visceral reaction to All Might's blundering way of passing on the torch of One for All makes you essentially blind to the rest of the nuance of the story, my darling listener, Please examine that within yourself before you be loud on the internet. Um, <laughs> it's it's okay that not everything in your brain be recorded, even if current social media society says it must be recorded and turned into a side hustle. Introspection first, then media consumption, sometimes at the same time, whatever works for you, and then you make hopefully responsible analysis sent into the void of the interwebs, just like us. Like, yes, we all love All Might because we interpret him as bungling literally everything, but also trying to do right. He's also a himbo, so that gives him side benefits to mm-hmm. us. A but sexy, like, sexy himbo. <laughs> yes. But e- <laughs> even with us saying all of this as if it is fact, it is still just our interpretation. Mm-hmm. And we acknowledge that it's not going to match everybody else's 
perception of the story and that's why this podcast is also not for everybody even though we would love everybody to listen and to love us because that is just what the internet is but like (laughs) just because you are squicked out by something does not mean it needs to be purged from society it's yeah doesn't necessarily mean it's evil yeah um also i know this is a little ironic coming from someone who has a podcast (laughs) but not all your thoughts need to be shared you know? <laughs> we, as much as we babble, we are not sharing the majority of our thoughts. Oh, on God, this podcast. no. <laughs> we <Nope>. edit. We <laughs> edit. That's hard. why we have notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, maybe if you do end up posting something and you're like, oh, that wasn't right, it is totally okay to take it down. Take it down. You don't have to post a two hour apology YouTube video. You can just yeah. take it down. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Pretend it didn't happen. In three days, no one's going to care. Yep. <laughs> Promise. Yep. Oh, so that was fun. Um, yep. Yep. Okay. So moving on. Consume to safely, la- my friends. Yes, please <laughs> consume safely. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. And let other people feel their feelings, even if you don't agree with their feelings. Yes, that too. Oh, so many good points we are making. And that oh, now- we are such geniuses. Such perfect <laughs> savants with off the charts IQs. Mm-hmm. And absolutely no one is annoyed by our little lectures that we keep throwing in. It's definitely no not one. a thing. <laughs> All right. Now to talk- here for vibes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> My so- vibe is I should have been a teacher, but I'm not going to do that. So. Ew. No, teaching is yucky. It is. Um, it is really yucky. Anyway, to follow up on all these big important points we've just made, we're going to talk about Toga being excited to join the league. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, if Toga appears, I have to have feelings. And I was just like, oh, my poor baby. She just wants to have friends. Like, she's lonely. And she thinks she's found some people who feel the same way she does. And I just, ah, oh, especially with the fight that she's having. Well, okay, no, I can't talk about anything right now, but (laughs) especially considering like current manga events, this is, uh, I just, yeah, I want to rip my own face off. I'm having too many feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My, my only response to that was pat, pat. It's going to be okay. Pat, pat. I need, I desperately need a little head pat right now. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So now we're going to dive into the manga differences. And apparently there were a lot of differences because I'm seeing nothing but blue on this page. I'm sorry. Nope. Don't apologize. (sighs) All right. Well, so other than the panel salad continuing, because dear God, um, just a reminder from a previous episode that we did miss out on the most perfectly awkward bus ride ever with Toshi, Izuku, and Katsuki. Oh like, my god. How dare. <laughs> it's perfect. It's like it's like one panel, but I I need it. I we, need it. Just those five seconds would have been hysterical. Yes. Exactly. Oh. <sighs> All right. So chapter 61 actually has Izuku internally mentioned that he's aware that Katsuki most likely knows that All Might is losing power, as it were, which was completely cut from the anime. Like, you just cut out a giant part of the plot. But why? Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. That's significant. Very significant. Like, why was that cut? Excuse me. (laughs) Well, maybe it'll come up in the next episode. 
I don't know. I don't remember what happens next. Me I, either. And that's I, why oh, we rewatch before we record. Exactly. I only remember things when it's right in front of my face. Otherwise, yep. no, it's it's all just fluff in my head. And not the fun kind of fluff either. All right. So chapter 62 starts with a popularity poll, and it's one of the few times that Bakugo isn't in first place. <laughs> he gets third behind Izuku as number one and Shoto as number two. And I just what? I know. Oh my god. That must be the only time that happens. I know. I'm pretty sure every single one after that, he's number one. Because he's the best. <sighs> anyway, it's okay. It was a long time ago. They didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So also in 62, when Izuku and Katsuki hit each other in midair, the automatopoeia that was used is bonk. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, there's a little panel of All Might, like, watching them with sympathetic embarrassment, like the whole oh, hand behind the neck thing. Yeah, just watching his idiots trip all over each other. He's like, y'all got to get it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, um, chapter 62 is where we get most of the flashback. And I would like to know who this Yoshan person is that the fourth graders are talking about. I feel like that was a whole side plot that was eliminated rudely. Yeah, I, I have absolutely all the no details. idea. All the details. I need them. Horikoshi, please get it together. Stop slacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop slacking, we tell him. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> chapter 63 includes the words toshi uses for their mixed feelings um but in the manga pride is actually left out and awe and rejection are matched up with katsuki like hmm. the, the effect is the same overall but it's just an interesting word choice i don't know i had it is interesting all right i apparently had no thoughts about chapter 64 so chapter 65 um includes toshi mentioning his time limit but this was also cut from the anime like what the fuck <laughs> I I don't even know. Oh, bad. I guess they they had to focus on the feelings. I guess, but also demerits on everyone. <laughs> All right. So we in this chapter we also get All Might's relax reaction to Aizawa quote unquote losing his battle, and he calls him careless. And the eraser might just writes itself. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right. This chapter also shows how Toshi flashes back to when Recovery Girl remonstrated him for allowing Izuku to be self-sacrificing with his body when he stops Bakugo from hurting himself without his gauntlets. So that answers your comments earlier, Fern. Okay, he gets half a point back. Yes, only half a point. Yep, <laughs> that's all I'm giving him. Yep. All right. So then in chapter 66, we actually see Toshi like taking unconscious Bakugo like back to bed at the school while Izuku stays in Recovery Girl's tent and watches the rest of the matches. Like, it's just funny. He's just princess carried out. Aww. Oh, I love it. All right. So now on to the Easter eggs. Um, at the very start of the episode, we hear Katsuki say or think that those are my moves essentially showing that Katsuki is recognizing Izuku's mimicry. And while it hurts him here, it'll actually come to be a big metaphor throughout the series and lead to both of their improvements. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Also, to bring it down to silliness for a minute, how fucking smart of Izuku? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> don't yeah. look, if you don't have to do everything from scratch, then don't. don't. 
Yeah. <laughs> Copy people. It's great. Yes. Oh my God. Plagiarize all over the place except your papers. Don't do it there. Don't, your yeah, teachers don't will yell there. at me. Yes. <laughs> they'll yell at you. They're not going to care about how Fern is telling you to commit plagiarism on the internet. They'll, yeah, they'll you're yell the one that's going to get kicked out of college. I will yeah. be fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then next, uh, at some point, Katsuki is basically just watching All Might and he says he is power rather than he has power or he is powerful. He just is power itself. So Katsuki getting the full idea of All Might's power and importance and unique impact on the world is only going to hurt him more at Kamino and in his emotionally painful redacted redacted with izuku at the redacted like, <laughs> it's sorry. gonna hurt the redacted is even funnier than if you just didn't say anything i know but i had to because this is a humorous podcast but it still hurts me oh lord all right so next we have uh quite a big easter egg it's not big. It's very small in the grand scheme of things. But if you're like me, it's big. It's large in our minds. Yes. So we see the winged boy again in the flashbacks in this episode. And with that, we get a little more information on Subasa's timeline in this episode. So when Katsuki beat up those other children, he basically punching a bunch of fourth graders because I'm sure they were being little shits. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were doing something fucky. Like, they were trying to bully him. Yeah, because Katsuki can do no wrong. Uh, ever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he it is stated, at least in the dub, that he was in first grade at this point rather than preschool or kindergarten. So this tells us that Tsubasa made it to at least age six or seven-ish before Garaki got hold of him. Oh, God, that's so early. Yeah. Also, with season six going on and all the confirmations about the Nomu personhood status, like all of that coming back and how it's all kind of being questionable because they are, in fact, uh, spoiler, I guess, they are all, in fact, reanimated corpses just to some extent. Um, I wonder if Tsubasa was alive or dead when Garaki started working on him like I don't want to give him points or like relate to him at all for just wanting his grandson back from the dead like I guess it's possible but also no, I, I don't, don't think it's possible at all I, I don't think that was his intention in any no, way right, exactly. form. right exactly yeah. I just feel like I have to acknowledge the fact that because most of the other nomus were corpses hopefully Tsubasa was dead before he was reanimated I don't know it's just a lot I think the best we can hope for is that Tsubasa died of natural causes or by some accident and mm -hmm. his granddad went it's free real estate yeah uh, and that's, that's the absolute best we can hope for <laughs> the, so yeah, that's it that's exactly it. all right so but I think it's more likely that he just killed him yeah yeah fucking doctors Anyway, <laughs> um, on, a, on a less dark note, um, not a light note, essentially, a less dark note, um, I did recently see a fan in TikTok about how Katsuki's quirk being like nitroglycerin could also affect his heartbeat so much because nitroglycerin effectively slows down the heart in certain patients. 
So basically, because he has so much nitroglycerin-like stuff in his system, it is slowing his heart down like too much to be safe. And he always has to work to keep his blood pumping. And anger is the easiest way he has found to do that. And in the TikTok, it's Momo that recognizes it because she's smart. And now I'm sad because anger is now a result and a symptom of his own disability. I have feelings. I have questions. Maria, is there sweat in your blood? Because the nitroglycerin is his sweat, right? We don't necessarily think that it's in his blood specifically. Yeah, it's not in his blood. Okay, yeah. There is liquid in your blood, but it's not sweat. It's pee. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Literally, your kidneys filter your blood, and what comes out is the liquid, and that liquid is pee. It becomes pee. There's a difference. Just think about blood being pee and what that means for all vampires. (laughs) It's fine. It's funny. (laughs) Fake science is funny. Oh my god. I don't even know what to do with all that. You can't do anything with it. You just have to sit with that knowledge. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) pulling back from all of that, my last point is uh, it is another point, again, where it is big spoilers. We're going to spoil everything. So if you, you aren't caught up on the manga up to chapter 369, goodbye. I love you. Drink your water, eat your food, get some sleep, just turn it off. We understand. I have feelings. <laughs> so I like this new like little process that we have where we just save mm-hmm. all the spoilery stuff until the end. It's making it, the spoiler alerts um, much easier. Yeah. It, it makes complete logical sense. Why didn't we do this from the start? It's fine. We're big dumb dummies. Okay. So at some point, um, I believe it is All Might that says, it pains me. No. What was, what was this? Oh, no, you're correct. This is um, this is when Katsuki says that he'd rather destroy his own body than lose. And then All Might okay. respi- responds with this line. Okay. I cannot so, believe I remembered that. Damn. Good job. So <laughs> at, at some point, you, when, when Katsuki is doing his last fight against All Might, and he's essentially admitting that he is going to 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 just hurt himself to win all might says it pains me to see you sacrifice your own body in this fight essentially i'm paraphrasing and horikoshi how fucking dare you how dare you you planted what happened in chapter 360 way far back here in chapter 66 how even the fuck do you do that like that's 300 chapters of foreshadowing also that's fucking diabolical he's like i don't know when it's gonna happen or how it's gonna happen but this little fucker's gonna die (laughs) ha okay so like this whole thing this is obviously an easter egg for camino obviously because everything that happens before camino is an easter egg for camino fine Mm -hmm. yes whatever but it is also a direct easter egg it might even be just the gun on the wall for Bakugo's fate in the sky high battle, uh, which is technically still playing out as of the end of chapter 369. So we are still hoping and waiting for that resurrection. Obviously, it needs to happen soon. 
Yep, think- or else Nicole is going to be committed somewhere. Some, And they're not going to let me have my phone to get the chapter. So you need <laughs> to wrap it up. I don't think it's going to happen in chapter 370 because of the leaks I have seen. But it's fine. Oh, I'm Lord. fine. Anyway, so all of that to say his fate um, at Sky High is that he sacrificed himself after losing his support gear in the final final most important fight of the story at least up to this point and just how dare this diabolical man and his writing team like hmm mm-hmm. hmm. and then at some point also in this fight we hear more of katsuki's just how he's facing his hero journey and he's addressing izuku um <laughs> sounds familiar but he's addressing izuku when he says hurry up go you damn nerd mm-hmm hurry up nerd get to where i want you to be um and he says i'll keep fighting i'll break myself even if there's nothing left of me i will win the way i want to i will destroy myself before i accept defeat at your hands so Mm -hmm. with all of that it is a word for word literal foreshadow literal gun on the wall of what happens at sky high even down to how All Might is holding his face so that the right side of his face is visible when at Sky High, that's his injured side. Even down to the biting of the hand. And then even again, down to Izuku's god mode to save Katsuki. And then to Izuku's line of, this is just who I am, and how it ties into how Izuku overcomes all obstacles to run in and save people above all else. I mean, Izuku even punches the being that is holding Katsuki's life in his superhuman hand. I am literally writhing in pain and jealousy and more pain. Just Mm -hmm. (sighs) Horikoshi, go to the corner cubed. (laughs) I'm going to keep adding exponents. We're we're just going to keep breaking physics until you learn your lesson in this corner to infinity. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. ow, ow, how dare. That doesn't surprise me at all. Listen, listen with you, with your jadedness. (laughs) (laughs) I have pain. Nicole's going to fist fight you. (laughs) I'm here for for like moral support. (laughs) Yeah, I, I expected it. Ugh. Nicole is going to morally support show up on your lawn and challenge you to a fight. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. We are going to fight as we support each other. And I feel like that is just apropos to this entire property. Yep. <laughs> I'm done talking. Does anybody else have any final comments? Uh... No, I'm just, again, just here for vibes and support. Really no contributions since Nicole had it in the bag. Same, basically. Like I had one or two moments of feelings, but now they're out and I'm good. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close it because I have rambled far too much in my own opinion. I know it is not wrong, but it's still too much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This has been My Hero Analysis. You'll hear us again soon. And in the meantime, go beyond plus ultra and thirst responsibly even when you are also in very much pain. Bye, y'all.
Thanks again for listening. Theme music is The Happy Cowboy by Gary the Canary, remixed by Fern. If you'd like to submit questions, fan art, or bonus episode topics, visit our website at myheroanalysis.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok under at myheroanalysis. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Bye, y'all. Bye.